This week's episode of The Shark Effect is brought to you by The Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven, competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful career in business-to-business sales and let the Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on the Shark Effect specific link in our show notes to get started or email sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of business-to-business sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one-on-one approach to an entire hiring process with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out. That's why I love the job channel because you don't know what you don't know, but this allows you to be in the arena. We even have guys go into the FBI, a whole group of guys. Oh, dang. Spend a day within the FBI and do all kinds of simulations and so forth. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. My man, Andy, man, hey, thank you for being a guest on the Shark Effect podcast. I'm really excited about our conversation and, you know, just the information that you have, your experiences that you've dealt with, with helping former athletes and, you know, I guess transition from their playing career to something else career-wise. So I'm really excited, my man. I'm looking forward to it as well, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, man, so I see one of my old teammates. His jersey is right behind you. All right, his jersey is right behind you. Ladanian or which one? That's Ladanian. And, you know, he was a sharp young cat. And so I'm just interested to hear because I've seen something else on your website about Ladanian. Right. Did you help him kind of transition out or? We worked together on some things uh, specifically around his foundation. Okay. We had a transition event very big transition event in San Diego. And we incorporated it with a dinner at the end. He spoke at the event about his experiences as a business owner because he's owned a couple of businesses himself. So he shared his experiences with the group, with the legends. But then afterwards, we brought in the companies and the legends together for a dinner, along with several of the people that support his foundation for a really nice dinner right there in the Bay Area. It was nice. Okay. Yeah, Coronado Bay. It was nice. Oh, yeah. I love Coronado, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it was really, really good. It was a good time for sure. Beautiful. And we do a lot of work still. He's amazing in the community. He gives out a lot of turkeys, full Thanksgiving meals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 2100 I think, to go with his oh. Jersey 21. He has a really good partnership with a grocery store here. Oh, okay. That's Fort Worth. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember, shoot, back in the day, we used to do that with Junior, Junior Seau. Yes. It wouldn't be turkeys, though. We did a Christmas type of deal where, 
they would have like inner city kids, underprivileged kids, and we come in. It's, oh, it's shop with the jock. And oh, so, okay. yeah, that was really cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. So, man, Andy, can you tell me how did you get started doing? First of all, what do you do? And then how did you get started? Because you've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah. So I'm going to make this real brief so we don't bore. Our <laughs> so 28 seasons ago, okay. I was living in Kansas City and working for a staffing firm, helping with the growth of that staffing firm. And I was actually in based in Kansas City, but I was in North Carolina for a visit. And my office in Kansas City called me very excited saying, hey, the Chiefs want to meet with you when you get back in town. And I didn't know what the meeting was about, went in, and it was about actually helping the players' wives at the time. Okay. Lamont Winston, who was a player development guy at the time for the Chiefs, he's always been the leading edge guy. He actually works on NFL Europe now mm. for the NFL Academy. But anyways, long story short is that we had success in Kansas City. He had me come talk to a national event, and I thought it was just to brag on what Kansas City was doing. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to have other teams interested and so forth. And it just grew organically for quite a few years. I'd help a guy here or there on a referral basis. And help a guy, what you mean by that? Like help a guy? Oh, yes, but... yes. Let me be specific. So it depended on where they were, right? Okay. Some guys come out of the league and they know exactly what they want to do, but the vast majority don't. All right. And <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people that don't understand, and trust me, I didn't understand then what I know now, mm -hmm. but it's really hard to be successful as an NFL player and to be focused on what comes next. Gotcha. You have to have both feet in the locker room, if you want. Love it. So what we try to do now, what I try to do now is to help guys while they're currently playing. Instead of doing an internship, which is a real big time commitment when there isn't a lot of off-season time, to do just one-day job shadows, maybe even half-day job shadows. And we have all kinds of industries, whether it be medical device or commercial real estate, or maybe they want to look at franchising or whatever the interest may be, we typically have a contact. We brought a bunch of people to Nashville that were interested in getting into the music industry. So that's the type of thing that I love to do. I love to find where guys' passions are. And most guys don't know, right? So what I love to do is just go spend a day. And, you know, every offseason, if you spend three days in three different industries, by the time you're done with your playing career, you have some idea. It may not be fully crystallized, mm -hmm. but you may have some idea of what you want to do next. I really like for guys to stay focused on their career in football because it's so dang short anyways. Yep. You know, but to give guys that toe in the water without any major commitments, but just to see what's out there and quite honestly, to see how valuable they are outside of football. That's so powerful when you can say, especially, you know, the time commitment piece, right? Because you do an internship, you know, that's like three, four, five months. And, you know, you have guys with families and they're still training or, you know, they're waiting for that next phone call or, opportunity, they don't have all that time. But you're saying like a one or maybe two day job shadow? Yeah. And the, or even a half day. Or even a half. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that Alex, if you can figure out what you don't want to do, that's just as valuable as what you do want to do. Oh, I love that. So if you commit to an internship and maybe two weeks in, you're like, oh, this is bloody murder. I don't want to do this ever again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But you already made that commitment. Then what do you do? That's why I love the job show because you don't know what you don't know. 
but this allows you to be in the arena. We even have guys go into the FBI, a whole group of guys. Oh, dang. Spend a day within the FBI and do all kinds of simulations and so forth. Okay. Even the shooting simulator. And it's a fun day, but they learn everything there is to know about the FBI or Secret Service or things of law enforcement, ATF. So, you know, and I present with them more industries than companies. It's industries. Yeah. So which industry are you interested in? And I give them a list of like 10, 15 different industries and they'll land on one. And typically it's because they know a former teammate that may be in that industry or somebody that in their family. So they go try that and it may be a fit for them or it may not be. So what is some industries? Because I'm just kind of thinking about myself when I finished playing, I was 32 and I was trying to figure, okay, what's next? What industry? So well, let me see if I can name off a couple. Let me see. So nonprofit, you have uh, medical sales. Pharmaceutical and medical. Okay, device. Yep. And you have, uh, let me see, auto dealership. I don't know. Help me out. What are some of the top the, the top ones that? Yeah, yeah. And what I like to really talk to them about is what is your interest? What is your passion outside of just focusing on a company? Let's say it's a guy that says, you know, I really want to be involved in like my community. Okay. I want to be involved in use sports or that type of thing. And so what I talk about is there are specific companies like State Farm where you can use your name ID in your community along with, so it's not just State Farm, but it's your State Farm agency. It has your name on it as well. And you can go sponsor maybe one of your teammates, J.R. Tulver, has a State Farm agency, played for the Chargers for a minute, and but he's back in San Diego where he grew up. Oh, wow. Okay. And he has a State Farm agency and he sponsors a youth football team or the league that he played in. Oh, wow. And so it's all that, but that was his fit. Mm. And so what I believe in is that just because y'all played in the NFL, you're all very different people with very different interests. So what I like to do is dig in and just sort of offer out different things like commercial real estate, residential real estate, you know, residential development, commercial development, those types of things and put them with people who know about them. But I also go with the caveat of be real careful going into things like commercial real estate, because if you read the news right now, it's becoming a very, very difficult industry. And so you have to know the time and place, timing's everything in life. Gotcha. Can you explain to me like how these guys and, you know, let's just stick with football players, especially like in NFL, like how do they, you know, they're doing something, they're having a lot of success and they step away from the game and they don't have, I call it relationship equity, like getting to know people at a deeper level. And some of these people are very successful and they have different organizations or businesses. Like, what are some tips? Can you explain, like, how do these guys have an opportunity to kind of grow or even start a relationship that can help them out later on? It's hard because when you're a player, everybody wants a piece yeah. of you. And you have very little time, right? And you don't know what people's motives are. And I get all that. But there's no time like when you're playing that everybody does want to be around you, that you can use that to your advantage. But you have to know what you're going for, right? You don't want to spread yourself too thin with people that maybe are in wealth management. Really, all they want to do is be, you know, invest your wealth, which that's all good, but you can only do that with one person, right? So you want to be intentional with who you spend your time with. That being said, you know, you really want to focus on taking those business cards and being intentional 
about follow-up and relationships. Because a lot of guys go and they get a business card from maybe a CEO of a major company that's in that city. They really want to follow up with the guy. But then within 24 hours, they got in follow-up. Otherwise, it goes from a pocket to a drawer to eventually. <laughs> Man, dude, are you just talking to me? <laughs> that was me. That was so much me. Yeah. So what should I have done? Or what can my listeners, Yeah, what I can they do? When you talk about follow-up, what does that mean? Yeah, so I would say two things. One is to follow up with a very brief email to the person or text them saying, you know, I really enjoyed meeting you. You know, I'm really busy with the NFL right now, but I'd like to set aside a day in the off season to come in and meet with you and learn more from you, whatever that condition is, yeah. right? Whatever the purpose is. But also then nowadays, LinkedIn is the number one place that every NFL player should be while they're playing and especially after they're done. It is the number one place that recruiters go to from corporations to look for talent to bring in. And believe it or not, passive talent, meaning people who have not applied for a job is seen more valuable to corporations than active talent, meaning where they applied for a job. And so your LinkedIn profile has to speak to that. So for instance, let me give you an example. Alex Molden's interested in medical device sales. You'd call me up, say, who are the top medical device companies? And then I'd give you contacts of people to link up with within LinkedIn. And you invite them and say that Andy Schroeder referred me to you. I'm interested in learning more about the medical device industry. And I'd love to talk with you in offseason. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Or if you meet them, again, back to that other scenario where you have the business card, you connect with them on LinkedIn. That is your Rolodex for professionals. Gotcha. So there's a, a passive side of just following up and staying connected from time to time. But the more valuable that person is to you, the more intentional you should be in following up and constantly staying in contact and constantly, maybe every six months. While you're okay. Working. It doesn't need to be every day, every month. Don't over. Yeah, it. I love this. So let me ask you, do you think that this kind of framework, could this work for collegiate athletes who don't play football? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will tell you, in talking to the corporations, speaking specifically on employment, mm -hmm. the female athletes are extremely, extremely valuable in their mm. lives. So the thing is, is that going out and just being intentional about, you know, something that you're interested in. I'm thinking of a particular female athlete that I helped, a female soccer player that was at Arizona State, went overseas to play internationally, professionally, and then came back to the medical device industry. But through that whole period of time, while she was a senior at Arizona State, all the way through being a professional overseas in Europe, she was constantly talking to the people that I connected her with. Mm -hmm. And when she was done and came back to the States, she landed her job in medical device sales and has a great career. Love that. So give me some advice on, you know, these football players. I, I, I used to be one. And we're very <laughs> egotistical. Like we expect we've been doing something at a high level and especially the sport of football, everybody loves it. And we start to feel a certain way, you know, where our pride starts to think in and we should, a lot of us where think things should be handed to us and, or our character starts to kind of, you know, thinks that, well, I guess, like I just said, everything should be given to us. Like, how do you coach up or how do you explain to these athletes 
that, especially if they play in the NFL, like what type of framework or what type of thought process should they adapt or change or modify to get to another career? There's two different personalities. Okay. The active player. Okay. And the former player. The active player, I agree, you know, there is a certain level of ego that you have to have to be out on that field, right? After doing this 28 years, I don't think it's a problem of the player. This week's episode of The Shark Effect is brought to you by The Shift Group. Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Is your company looking to hire driven, competitive former athletes? Are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next? Consider a meaningful career in business-to-business sales and let the Shift Group guide you every step of the way. Register on the Shark Effect-specific link in our show notes to get started or email sales at shiftgroup.io. Shift Group specializes in helping former athletes unlock the lucrative career of business-to-business sales by leveraging their characteristics of focus, discipline, coachability, competitiveness, and work ethic. With a unique one-on-one approach to an entire hiring process with hundreds of companies across software, healthcare, and financial services looking to hire athletes specifically. Make sure you check them out. I think it's a problem of everybody in the support system. Oh, now you're talking. Let's go. I think it's the school teachers. I think it's the coaches. You know, didn't get your assignment in time. The coach calls a teacher and works out special circumstances to get that paper in so that he gets a grade so that he's eligible to play and all those things. I don't think it's a player because I used to run a staffing firm, you know, $40 million staffing firm with helping professionals all throughout. I would tell you that NFL players are the most humble I work with mm. because you guys know what it's like when you had a bad game, you had somebody practicing for your position on a practice field right next to you. And the want to take your job. To take that's right. job. And the coach may have just been playing mind games with you, but that's real. Nobody has to deal with that in the corporate world. Nobody. Mm. And so I think, quite honestly, NFL players are humble because you guys had to eat stuff all the time that was not good uh, throughout yeah. in order to stay in the league. I think the one thing that I wish that we could change with corporate America, guys from the NFL, they'll say, Andy, I called that person and they never called me back. I emailed that person. They never emailed me back. And what I would tell you is that has nothing to do with an NFL player. That has to do with our society right now and the corporate society in that people just are not good at getting back with other people anymore. There used to be a professional courtesy, right? That you always return phone calls and so forth. That doesn't exist anymore. And so you have to badger people to get where you need to go. And that's One thing that a lot of NFL players sort of get stuck on because they're like, I did everything you asked and nothing happened. Gotcha. Here's here's something that I've learned. Yes, sir. Is with those different, whether it's a text, a phone call, or an email, is because I know leadership. I know influence. And so I know when it's being used or misused. And I take data. So if somebody doesn't return my email in a timely manner, or a text or whatever, they're telling me how important I am to them right right now. Right. Now, I can take the steps to try to change that, but they're telling me where I fit in in the relationship. And so if that happens, I got to, okay, 
how do I change this? Do I need to try to find value on what I can be able to provide? Or is it something else? Or maybe they're just busy. And that's okay, though, because I'm busy too. But when somebody shoots me an email or it's a phone call and we have a relationship or like this can be a potential job opportunity, like I answer. I put other things on hold. So it's a gauge where, you know, you're able to, you know, see exactly how you fit on their, I guess, relationship totem pole. And it's not good, bad. It's just information. Yeah. And I think people are, because it's so easy to use technology, especially as AI is coming on, for you just to get inundated. If you're a CEO of a major corporation, you get buried with just emails and, and you know, just touch points, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something that I think that's part of the reason of the challenge of the current day. But what I tell guys is, you know, give them 48 hours and then follow up again. Love that. And then 48 hours and follow up again. Thank you. Yeah. Because I I just think that I believe there's a prejudice around NFL players. And what I mean by that is that people watch ESPN. They see the contracts that, you know, what, 10 guys on any team gets. Everybody else is on league minimum. But everybody thinks everybody's being paid $10 million a year. And there's all these assumptions. Companies ask me all the time. Will they start over? Will they work for seventy, eighty thousand dollars to figure out this industry? And my answer is absolutely a hundred percent of the time. If it makes sense to them and they see a pathway for their career to go to the next step, they know they're going to start over. It's not like NFL part two. It's a whole different industry. And guys are hungry, but they want to see talk to me about the training. Talk to me about the opportunity. Talk to me about the culture. Those are the things that guys are interested in. And if all that matches up, NFL players will take a step back to make 10 steps forward later. Explain to me, like, where do you find these individuals who could possibly help them out in terms of employment or, you know, having those one day job shadows? Yeah. Job shadows. Can they do it on their own or so they just come see Andy Schrader? They come to the sending athletes because we have programs. Oh, okay. So like, what I guess it was two summers ago, we had 434 guys go through job shadows. So we have major corporations with systems in place to allow guys to have sort of a, a menu of things that they want to choose from. And as long as they're committed, now, once they don't show up for something that they commit to, they're done with me. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. You don't play that. Uh-uh. No, because I, I'm only about the serious guys. The thing is, is that it's not just about that guy and not showing up when he should, but it is really about the guys that follow. Because if you get enough of those guys not showing up for corporations, those corporations are no longer engaged and they just cut off the opportunity for all the guys that follow. So you're acting like that same person that you just talked about, like that teacher, that coach, that they give them a free pass, they give them, you're not that person. You're not going to give them a free pass. Because their word has got to mean something. Yes. I love it. And, uh, you know, I have a business owner summit for guys that are entrepreneurs in Atlanta this Thursday. And I had a guy cancel after I gave everybody the last opportunity to cancel and they did it past the deadline. I said, you can't come to any more of my events (sighs) because I paid for your meal. It's a free event to you, but it's not free to me. So I paid Mm. for your meal and you didn't show up. So we're done. We're done. You got to find it on your own now. I love that, man. Hold them accountable. That's right. Because quite honestly, 
People do that all the time. They just don't tell them. Yes. <laughs> I believe it's important to be honest with people. Yeah. Tell them, you know, what works and what doesn't work in the business world. I love that, man. This is great. Yeah. So we have a transition event coming up in October. This is for guys that are out of the league six years or less. Six years yes. or less. And okay. Dallas. And we're working on sponsorship for guys that are traveling for their hotel rooms. It's a completely free event, but they have to get there. Food's free. Everything. Gotcha. But the cool part is, is that whether it be employment or business ownership, they not only meet with the employers, but they get to interview with them on the same day. So oh, I wow. interview with like 10 different companies in one day, in one set. Oh, this is great. Because the first interview is the hardest thing for guys to get. So we have a captive audience. So we use the opportunity. It's good for the employers. It's good for the NFL players. So it works. I love it. Let me ask you. Yes, sir. Do you have agents who you're connected to and those guys who are not, you know, they're three, four years out of the league. Do those agents connect their former players or maybe even current players to you? Do you have like a network of agents or is that? No, it's not a I thing. I do, but I do more direct contact with the guys. Oh, okay. Because I have a lot of contact information for guys throughout all my work. So I'm constantly staying in contact and then guys refer other guys to me. Mm. Yeah. So we help as many people as we can. You know, we have, uh, you know, 80 guys that came to our event in Dallas for the business owner summit that we had last month. And this month okay. we're having about 80 more that are coming to Atlanta. So that's a big group of people, business owners that you're helping at any one time. Wow. Yeah. The other thing that I do, I work directly with the NFL, the NFL Legends Business Directory, which is a directory online for guys to promote their businesses. And I send buyers from major corporations to that website to promote their businesses as well. So I need to get on there. Yes, sir. I'm tripping. Yep. I'm going to get on there today. Yes, sir. I'm definitely going to get on there, man. Yep, but uh, And then I work with the NFL. We do a, an event at the Super Bowl. It's called the Legends Business Network event at the Super Bowl. I'm going to be there, definitely. Yes, sir. And so we bring in you know guys that are business owners, again, to hear from some subject matter experts. But the powerful stuff is for guys to meet with each other, share what they're doing with each other. Maybe they can work together. Maybe there's opportunities to support each other. But then we bring in buyers from major corporations, resources like the Small Business Administration, a lending institution, venture capitalists, that type of thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. So how do people find you? They come to ascendingathletes.com is a great way to come and see what we're doing and reach out to me. My email is andy at ascendingathletes.com. I have that in my show notes. Yep. Yes. You know, but I do a lot of outreach too, because 100% of all guys that leave the league leave with some depression because it's natural. You spent your whole life, you know, from age eight, six, 10, you know, thinking that I want to be an NFL player. And you're one of the very, very few that made it all the way up to the mountaintop. But then when that journey's done, what's next is daunting. Yeah, It's dark. You know, that's one of the things I'm really excited about with our event in October is we're bringing in some mental health experts to just help guys deal with, you know, the transition and how to mentally transition so that they're ready to professionally transition. That's great. And not only the players, but also their wives and significant others. Oh, okay. Because both sides are transitioning, right? 
Yeah, that's right. So do you have anything for players who are more than eight years or 10 years removed from the NFL? Do you have anything for those guys? Yeah, what I try to encourage them to do, because generally at that point, they have developed some professional resume, right? And what I try to do is connect them then to a staffing firm in their area, because then those staffing firms can help them connect them to businesses, because my businesses are typically all national employers, right? Because when I have an event, guys are coming from all over the country, and I want to make sure that these employers that are there have a likelihood of having an opportunity for them in Buffalo, New York, or wherever they came from. And so I have national employers. But the vast majority of the good jobs are really with small employers. And that's really where I think guys who have already had experience and want to find their next job, they should go to a staffing firm in their region and they can help them find that connection. Love it. I like that. I've tried to help everybody. And what I found is that the guys who are really experienced, Mm -hmm. that two things. One is some guys are just wanting somebody to do something for themselves that they should be doing themselves. Okay. And two is that I'm going to have a much more limited scope of opportunities for them at the point where they are in their career that I'm really doing them a disservice. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there any little bit of it? Because you, I mean, you dropped some nuggets here. Is there anything else that, you know, some of these athletes, what they should be on the lookout for or something that they should be asking themselves as they're towards the end of their career? And this is whether it's professionally or even collegially. Any little nuggets, any more nuggets yeah, you can give us? the one thing that I would us. tell you is that understand, and a lot of guys have a sense of, I don't have anything to offer the professional world because I've been a professional athlete. The corporate world, I should say. And the reality is there is nothing further from the truth. Please understand when I'm talking to these corporations, they see so much value in guys that played in the NFL because you guys have dealt with adversity. You've dealt with things like consistency and dedication and determination and all these things, coachability. I'll give you an example. Um, Also team, I'm sure. Yes, yes. I have a whole list on my website. Okay. So those attributes, you should go to those attributes and find the four that speak the most to who you are. That's your resume. That's what they're really looking for and see it as valuable in the corporate world. I'll give you an example of Amazon. We had placed quite a few former players and bikes. And Amazon is a company that's continuously changing because they're growing and offering all kinds of new services and so forth. And these people were all recruiters for Amazon. And Amazon was going to go through this change. And the hiring manager called me after, you know, they had gone through this change and said, Andy, I want you to know something about these guys that we hired from. They are so resilient that everybody was coming into her office complaining, except for the former players and their wives. They had hired some wives as well. Mm -hmm. They said they didn't come in. And so she went in when she realized the next day she brought them into office and said, Why is it that you're not coming into my office concerned like everybody else in the department? And they said, simply, we understand sudden change. And she goes, what do you mean by sudden change? Well, in football, sometimes offense turns over the ball and we're on defense and we can't worry about things that we can't control like the offense just turned over the ball. We got to go do our job now. 
And we see business world the same way. And she said from that point forward, she knew that no matter where she went with her employment, she was always going to make sure she had some former NFL players in her mix. Mm, I love that. So, you know, the resiliency, that just gives you a story about a real life situation of how valuable the things you learn in football and how they actually translate into the corporate world. Man, that was good. I love that. Yeah. Well, so you gave us the website. Are you on LinkedIn? Yes, sir. I'm on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. But the thing that I would tell you is opportunities, you got to take a hold of them and take advantage of them. And the thing that I will tell you is I had so many guys throughout the last few years that said, Andy, I almost signed up for your event five times, but I always talked myself out of it. I was always something that I used as an excuse of I had to do this so I couldn't go to that event. And the reality is I was holding myself back. So if I could encourage anybody, don't hold yourself back. If you need help, come immediately. Don't wait because it just gets more and more difficult as time goes by. And the other part is, is that with these opportunities, take full advantage while you're there. Because if I have an opportunity personally and I need a job and I have an opportunity to interview with at least 10 companies, I'm not going to just interview with three. I'm going to interview with all 10. So when you're there, take full advantage of everything. I have guys all the time that attend an event said, I forgot to go by so-and-so's booth. Can you connect me? And I'm like, yes, I can connect you. But here's the thing. Hiring and business, whether you're a business owner or whether you're looking for employment, it is all relational. Yeah. And so if they know you, you have a much better chance of being hired than if you just place an email with the resume. Mm. And so take advantage of every relational opportunity that you have. I'm going to stop right there. That was beautiful, Andy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening.